That podcast episode 99A. I'm your co host, Joe Lindholm, along with Jason Shirley. Jason, tell him what time it is. The Wiz Kids had won it, Bobby Thompson had done it, and Yogi read the comics all the while. Rock and roll was being born, marijuana we would scorn. So down on the corner, the national pastime went on trial. We're talking baseball, Klazuski, Campanella, talking baseball. The man and Bobby Feller, the scooter, the barber, and the nuke. They knew them all from Boston to Dubuque, especially Willie, Mickey, and the Duke. There you have it, kid. There you Baseball have it. is officially back. Oh, it's, so good. it's spring training. The first game last night, the Cubs looked good for whatever that's worth. Hey, how did the, how did they how did the field look? Oh wait, you don't you don't well, have you know you don't have yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah no. Thanks, hey, you know, for I, that Comcast. I was I was I was uh, you know sitting around the house and I I, I turned it mm-hmm. on and I watched. No, wait, no, I didn't do that either because Comcast doesn't have uh, oh doesn't have it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well then. Well then. Yeah. No. Um. Looking at uh, the options, <coughs> living in the corn as I do, as right. I want to do. Correct. Um, our friends at Hulu are going to stream it, and that deal went through. However, it yep. doesn't look like it's going to start until the first regular season game. Oh, well, spectacular! So there you go. Go fuck. Yeah. So I'll right. I'll listen I'll listen and yeah. and and do what what needs to be done. Yes. But um. The big thing to note, and this came out, I don't know, maybe 10 days ago, mm-hmm. that uh, Ross and Chris Bryant had agreed that he would be the leadoff guy. Yeah. That he was open to it and that he would, you know, he, he, basically they're going to let him try it. Right. So um, his first at bat as the leadoff hitter yes. for your Chicago Cubs mm-hmm. in the 2019-2020 season. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, wait, sorry. It's, it's already 2020, isn't it? Is it? 2020. So that'd be 20. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it is what it is. Good Lord, man. What, what is wrong? Anyway, so, uh, yeah, he struck out, he struck out 20. Oh, oh no. Oh, jeez. So, oh, boy. Yeah, well, you know, oh, hey. Boy. And, you know, for a leadoff hitter, that's not exactly what you're looking oh, for. Boy. I mean, you're hoping. Uh, his next bat, however, um, yeah. line drive single, scored two runs. Okay. Well, so good. so that looked good. But, I mean, the perception last year, and ever actually ever since the injury year, was that uh, he is not a clutch hitter. I mean, right. my, my right. old fella is like, you know, hey, in clutch situations, I would always want Rizzo or Zobrist up there because they would work the count and, um, you know, look for their pitch. Right. And, you know, the, the, the chances of them striking out were much slimmer. Yeah. Than with our friend Chris. Um, so I, I looked. I'm, I'm like, you know, perception to us is reality because, you know, mm-hmm. the eye test, right? right. You, you see it. You think that's the way it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, last year at the All-Star break, um, Bryant was hitting 196 with Ooh. runners in scoring position. Yeah. Uh, but that was kind of in line with the rest of the team. Uh, they were 14. True. Nobody, nobody on the Cubs was driving in anything. In the first Correct. half of the season, they just could not score runs, and which was surprising. Actually, you know what's funny is they came out of the gate strong, and then they hit this skid and couldn't get out of it. Yeah. And uh, it actually came in at a loss in Cincinnati before the All Star break that took them to their first <laughs> losing um, their first losing uh, month right. since uh, 2017. So yeah. anyway, yeah. Um, but to break Bryant down further at that. Time he was hitting 406 with somebody on first 
Ooh. and own O sixty three with someone on second. Oh, so gross. It it really appeared. Yeah, it appeared to be um, a a big deal for him. I mean, looking back, the first three seasons, this kid was amazing. Oh yeah, comes in as a rookie, plays yeah. as uh, someone that looked like a tenured player. Yeah. the next two years only got better. Then he had the injury, right. and that was this. He cratered. Mm-hmm. And then last year he came back and mm-hmm. his numbers were very similar to the what they were his rookie year. Yes, I'm looking at them right now. They they were with pretty damn close. With the with the exception of strikeouts though, because I mean I think he played three less games last year than he did as a rookie, but his strikeouts went from one ninety nine to right. 154. one fifty four. One uh, one forty five. So, I mean, but then but he had one twenty oh, his MVP sorry, season. He won the MVP in twenty seventeen, correct? Right. So he's been he's been in the league for five years, already has an MVP. So that's pretty impressive. Um, right. But again, it's the first three years, then the injury, and yeah. then now it's the comeback. I mean, his on-base... And that's why he said that... was 409. Go ahead. <sighs> Whoa. Ooh. That's good. That's real good. Yeah. <clears throat> and then last year, looks like his on-base was 382, which is a little bit less, but still still pretty damn good for a major leaguer. Um, he walked uh, 74 times. So um, I, here's the problem with Chris Bryant his his power bat i think would be better served down the lineup right but and this is this is what i wanted to bring up last and right. why are the cubs entertaining this right are they doing it so he doesn't have the pressure of you know bringing in 100 and what, what did he top out at? Like 112 runs? Uh, he had... Uh, in his MVP season? His MVP season had 111, one? but the season before he had 121. Okay. And he had 108 last year. 121 was the season. Okay. Correct. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, knowing what we know, if they're just taking the pressure off and saying, hey, listen, you don't have to be a power guy. Yeah. Be I mean, an like, on-base guy. Yeah. I mean, like last year he had 31 homers, but only 77 RBIs. Like Leon Durham's not impressed. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah. Ramos Ramirez, or, not impressed. Uh, right. So I mean, he was hitting home runs, but no. he wasn't driving. Derek any Lee, runs. even when he was hitting these thirty-one home runs, he only drove in seventy-seven runs. And his MVP season, he only drove in seventy-three runs. So I mean, yeah, I, it looks. I mean, based on his on-base percentage, he should be higher up in the lineup. But at the same point, he hits enough bombs to where he might be more. Um, he might do more well, overall damage down the, thing the lineup. That they. The first three years, he was either a three, four, or five hitter. Right now, then, also let's let's consider starting this the year is, that he was injured. They right, right. So now let's consider this for a minute. So if you're going to bat Bryant first, right? If that's going to be a thing, mm-hmm. what are you going to do for power in the three, four, five slot? Do you know what I mean? Well, looking at what had, the way they had it set up yesterday, and this is this was interesting. But it went uh, Bryant Rizzo, and then um, they were looking for power from Contreras and Javi. Okay, yeah, I mean, are, yeah, they bet Baez third, fourth. What do they? What do they bet him? Do you know off the top of your head? Because uh, I don't have the I don't have the lineup up. I I actually had it up. Okay, let's see. I mean, you, if you're if you're gonna buy buy his third or fourth, that's probably the way to go. But I, it's just weird to me that I don't know the the numbers say that Bryant should probably lead off, but then again, like you, there's some opportunity costs that you're spending, right? Yeah. See, and this is this is what I thought was interesting yesterday. So it went Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, Hayward, Contreras. They bet Hayward four. So they looked. They had Hayward in the four spot. Ugh. Gross. He should be better than eighth. And the only, the only, the only reason I see that is so he gets protection from Bias and Contreras, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's, that's the only reason you'd put right, him there. Right, yeah, and the, for sure. And then, and then Kipnis was sixth because initially when they got Kipnis, I'm thinking, well, that's your leadoff hitter. Sure, right? seems like it, right? But I mean, and typically, your second leadoff hitter is the guy that bats sixth. So right. Right, 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 right. So let me look at something real quick. I don't, quick I don't so know. Let me bring up from 2017 to now. Oop, nope, that's not what I want. I want this over here. 
Let me see what Kipnis batted as a leadoff hitter. It's almost like you have a connection to a place it, it's that crazy, right? holds stats. I know, right? Uh, I mean, I was just a schlub looking on uh, baseballreference.com. Uh, Shameless plug. Leading, oh, it's leading off an inning. Where's leading off a game? Batting in the one spot. Hold on, let me find it. There's so much here to go through. Okay, so batting number one. Right. Kipnis hit 242. His on base was only 314, so I don't think he's going to be the leadoff guy. Well, that's not your option then. No. Yeah. That's the last two seasons, by the way. Not when he was really, really good. This is the last two seasons after he's tapered off a little bit. Can I have a maybe 28-year-old uh, Ben Zobrist? Sure. Can you, can you give I, me one of those? He's what, 30, Thanks. maybe retired, but he's like 36 yeah. or something like that, right? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. So, I mean, I, I'm not necessarily against Chris Bryant leading off um, as an outsider. Like, it, looking at his numbers, it kind of makes sense. But, again, you're losing – I think you're losing runs. It's, it seems like you're going to lose some RBIs from him, obviously. But to be fair – To be fair. To be fair. He really wasn't driving in a whole ton of runs last year anyway. No. So, if I he's mean, not going to be driving in runs, you might as well go ahead and lead him off. That right. Makes, then, then you know, when you look at it that way, it makes perfect sense. So, well, and what I didn't mention—that hit that he got last night, right? Uh, the single to score two was mm-hmm. with two outs. Yeah. So, I mean, and also leading off—that's something you didn't see from him at all, right? And leading off, he, he'll get the most at bats. He'll maximize his at bats. Because when you lead, yeah, you, it's the average at bats per game, and the leadoff hitter has the most, which makes sense. But you're really only getting maybe one or two. Yeah, it's like a half an at bat and it's not i mean and in spring training it doesn't matter at no, all because he only got two at bats he's only going to get one or two exactly he's only going to bat ones anyway right once or twice so um to uh to be elderly honest i did see some of the cubs game yesterday i was at work um and we have direct tv mm-hmm. work so i was able to catch uh, a little bit of it i had it on while i was working so um what it looked like uh green a lot of green on the field very green. okay everything was so that's green. what you'd expect yeah it rained. It rained quite a bit. No, the coach. Uh, the coach texted me the uh, the marquee network screen. Yeah, that said, you know, we'll be, you know, in two minutes, it was going to fire up. Right. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. great. I'm great. not going to get to see uh, thirteen hits or twelve runs. There was complaints on Twitter that it wasn't that marquee wasn't working on Directv. Really? Which is not true. I literally sat there and watched the game on Directv. So it's it was there. Hmm. Like it's it's. It was there. It was there. So I don't know what anybody else was looking at. Maybe they're looking at the DirecTV app. Maybe. Because I know you, oh, like, like Comcast has a way. For rainbows. Example, you, can, you can watch. You can stream whatever you have on your cable. You can mm-hmm. stream it on your phone, on your device, whatever. Sure, and yeah. Maybe, I'm, sure, I'm assuming DirecTV has the same thing. Maybe it wasn't working on that. <coughs> but I Which would you, make sense why they, why they pushed Hulu back. I mean, yeah. at first I thought that was a money thing, but maybe they don't have the streaming aspect maybe down not, yet maybe it's not ready right exactly so uh, for whatever it's worth it worked on direct tv i literally sat there and watched it they actually had a three-man booth they had gracie in the booth with them yeah yeah i don't know if that's back be in the fold i don't know if that's gonna be permanent but um well yeah, he was in there with jim and probably Lance. until his next dui yeah. oh man oh, that's geez. uh oh, and that's that's my guy by the way mark grace that's my guy yeah, it is yeah no, i know he's your guy i understand completely so yeah, for sure. I, I'm, I'm glad he's back in the family. Yeah, it's good to have him back. But again, I don't know if it's going to be a permanent three-man booth or not. Welcome back. <coughs> yeah, probably um, probably, probably not. And uh, my White Sox got rained out. They were in the early Arizona games and got rained out. So, so yeah. So no White Sox yesterday. Um, it's going to be interesting. Oh, before we get away from yes. Bryant, though, I'm Go sorry. Ahead. I didn't no mean to leave the love party no. of, of uh, the Chris Bryant. Please. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about was him as a future Cub and um, kind of the face of the franchise. Yeah. I'd, he, he started, I mean, he was always a quiet cat, right? Right. And I always assumed it was because he was kind of Sandberg-ish. I mean, uh, Bernstein right. was never fair to Sandberg and always called him dumb as a box of rocks well, and, Bernstein you know, that he was day. really great at what he could do. It's just that he couldn't explain how he did it or, yeah. you know, whatever it was yeah. to the media. I mean, there's a lot of people like that, you know, whatever. Right. Anyway, um, but he finally broke his silence, again, maybe 
10 days ago, talking about uh, the Astros debacle mm-hmm. and then um, kind of his situation in Chicago, right. where, I mean, he came out, he said, listen, I want to be a cup for life. Um, this is my team. This right is where right. I want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Not only saying all the right things, but then brought up the fact, he goes, you know, in the reports of me turning down $200 million, he goes, I never heard that. Right. I was never that offer was never put in front of me. Yeah. So what does that mean? Does it mean that Boris, the ass bag that he is, didn't present it to him, which I believe is would be complete malfeasance and 100%. You know, it, yeah. So I'm I'm guessing that's not the case. So either the Cubs didn't offer it, right? Or it was, you know, media speculation that got blown out. Yeah, or some And I don't want to sound like uh the the person uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, but I mean, it, was it a, a case of somebody saying, well, hey, hey, what if they offered him over 200 million? You think he'd take it? Nah, probably not. Right. Oh, Chris Bryant turns down $200 million. You know, exactly. What? Right. what? Right. They take. So, I, and I know I heard that on Kaplan's show, and I'm not right. sure if Jesse was the one that initially reported it, oh, but, okay. and Kaplan was all, uh, my sources say that uh, oh, this sources. offer was made and it was turned down, right? There's, there's, so, if Bryant comes out and says that that offer was, he never saw it. That means it wasn't yes. made. That means it wasn't Correct. made. Correct. That's, that's what I got to like, believe. Like you said, there's no way that your agent is going to not tell you about an offer. That no guy's sh- going to jail if no that's shot. the case. Not only that, but the Cubs would have told him, hey, we submitted an offer to your agent, I would assume. Yeah. We're sure. Not, we won't tell you the details. We'll just say we, we offered you, we sent an offer to your agent. To keep I mean, and I don't want to get more, I don't want to get more devious or you know, put my foil hat on. Sure. Let's say that Brian Boris had this thing worked out that said, "Hey, if it's anything two hundred or below, don't even tell me about it." Maybe you know. I mean, so so who? I'm going to believe Chris but, Bryan. Uh, it's just it's just frustrating. I want to. I mean, again, this was a this was a kid that uh, came up, played the right way, did the right things. Everything was perfect. The fact that he was quiet, fine. You right, know, that's right. everybody's personality is different. Right. Javi's one way, Brian's the other. Rizzo's kind of a, a beer on that. Right. Everything to everybody. But, I mean, when he did break his silence, I thought it was well thought out. It was very well presented. It made sense to me. And if you get a chance, go back and look and see what he had to say about the Astros and, you know, the current situation. Because everything I heard, I want to keep this guy as the face of my franchise. That being said, his numbers after the first three years have been going down. Now, do you roll the dice and say, okay, he's 27 now, going to be 28 soon. Is this, are they going to keep, I mean, so there's a chance that they go back up. Yeah. And- but. Right. So now, so I I don't know. Now you guys have to make this choice. Now this is the choice that that I'm ninety nine 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 percent sure that the Rickets are going to have to make. Right? Mm-hmm. It's Bryant or Javi. You you won't be according to them. They don't have the money. It can't be both. So it's right. got to be one or the other. You either have to sign Bryant or you have to sign Bias. Right. What are you going to do? But you're dealing with Boris. So who's easier, and who has it been reported that talks were in, you know, the the week of the Cubs convention, right? That they were working hard mm-hmm. on getting Javi signed then, right? So I mean, it seems like they already made their choice, and sure you know, there was speculation Brian wouldn't even be in spring training, right? Or um, that by the trade deadline, that you know. He's right. wearing a different uniform. Right. And the problem is... Too- and I, you know, again, not hearing from Bryant, you're assuming, oh, well, it's sour grapes. It's already decided. It's bitter, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The Cubs already put their spin on it of why they would move forward if they had to. Right. Um, but now, I I don't know. I mean... It- but you're right. I think I think I think it comes down to Javier Bryant. That's what it's... Because I think, be- I think they, they're decided to keep Contreras and Rizzo. Yeah, because Contreras won't cost you as much. Rizzo no. is on how old, Rizzo's what thirty two or something like that, right? Isn't he in his yeah. early thirties? So he's not going to command yeah. as big a contract. Um, he was born in eighty nine, so he's ninety. Yeah, he's thirty one, right? Yeah, thirty one. Sorry, coach, did it in my head. Um, I was told there'd be no math involved. That's, that's correct. Uh, so he's thirty one. 
So he's going to be on the downside. You're not going to give him a Pujols type contract. I think every team in the league has learned not to do that. Don't sign somebody yeah. for twenty million a year till they're thirty-eight. That's stupid. Right. So they might even be if you think that your window is two years and you'll get two good years out of them and then have to eat the end. Right. You know where it's front loaded and right. then right. Well, they you know exactly and, and then I, you get Bobby Bonilla. There was talk. I was on the way to work yesterday because I got I went into work to take care of some other stuff. I, I was listening to oh the, Saturday sports radio campy, oh. camp campy and um, Herb were on. Uh, Rick Campy. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that coming home from work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they with were, Lawrence and they yeah and then uh, well this, I listened kind of before Lawrence was on. I got out of the car before they talked to Lawrence. But oh okay. Um, camp was talking about um, the penalty for going over their luxury tax, right? Yeah. The difference between MLB and NBA. So. In MLB, I think it's the first ten or fifteen or twenty million dollars you're over the cap. You pay a twenty cent per dollar fine, quote unquote, right? Okay. In the NBA, that same overage is a dollar for dollar. Oh, so it's five times as. Punitive is the word I'm looking for. Punitive. There you go. Than MLB. So if they go ten million hmm. over the cap, right? If they go ten million over the luxury tax, they have to pay two million dollars in tax. Whereas an NBA franchise, if they went ten million over the cap, they have to pay a ten million dollar fine over the cap <laughs> or the the luxury tax. Sure. Now here's the thing. The question that I had, and he ended up like it. it it's peanuts. For MLB, like it's it's, yeah, right. If you go ten million over the cap, it's an extra two million dollars you have to pay. Here's my question, which I yeah. don't know the answer to. So, if you know the answer, email us Joe at podcast.com or Jason at podcast.com. Where does the tax money from the NBA go? Do you know what I mean? Oh, the luxury tax money. Right. Is it just a fine? Do they pay it to the league, and then the leg, and then the leg just takes the money? Or is it like baseball, where that money goes into a, a competitive balance payout to the lesser teams? Because I think that's the overriding factor in MLB. I don't think it's the number over the tax. Is that no owner wants to give another owner money. They don't want to yeah. share it. That's the thing. Right. That's what the Ricketts don't want to do. It isn't that they can't right. afford it, because they can. They own half of fucking Wrigleyville. They own almost they own yeah. like three quarters of the buildings surrounding Wrigley Field, and they own Wrigley Field and the Cubs. So they have the oh, money. But this like phenomenal not, network, Joe, that's where all the money went. That's right. So it can't be because it's punitive. Like it can't be that it's oh, it's just overly punitive. It's if you're ten million over, it's two million dollar fine. It's ten. It's twenty percent, right? So right. that can't be it. It has and to the, be. The Yankees are happy to pay it every year. Absolutely, because they know they're going to win. Because they know there's it's going to pay. It's going right. the revenue they're going to make is going to offset the cost of paying the fine because they're winning. Sure. Okay. And they're willing to pay it because they're going to win. Like they, they just want to win. That's it. So in my opinion, it isn't the fact that they're over the luxury tax and just paying them. Like the number isn't a big deal to the Ricketts. I wouldn't imagine. It's got to be because they don't want to share. They don't want to give any okay. other, they don't want to give the pirates money. Because they're one of those right. teams that would get it, right? Like the Pirates, the Royals, the Rays. But they, they don't want, they don't want to share that money. They don't want to give money to the enemy. Is what I, what I think is the issue here. It isn't the number. It's not the number. It's that they don't want to, they don't want to play nice. They don't want to give their money to anybody else. Whereas the Yankees well, don't give that's, a fuck. Like that's Yankees, definitely worth Yankees, re- that's definitely worth researching. Yeah, and the Yankees don't care. Like the Yankees, all right, we're yeah. we're. Twenty million over the cap, so we got to pay a four million dollar fine. We'll make that in commercials the first month on Yes Network. Like exactly, <laughs> right? or we'll sell four more beers a game. Right, we'll we'll up beers by a quarter and we'll pay for it. Like they don't care. Yeah, like they literally don't. They have the money. They have the money. The Cubs have the money. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not. This isn't a mm-hmm. money issue. And I put that on Twitter when it, when it first happened. When when the bet trade happened, right? Like this is a financial mm-hmm. issue. This is not a baseball issue. And I think the reason why the Cubs don't want to go over the tax is not the money, it's not the number, it's the fact they have to give another team that money. I can about guarantee it. 
you know, and you can go over the tax. Like in the NBA, there's a, a campy said there were seven teams that were over the luxury tax cap. And the highest payroll, weirdly enough, the highest payroll is Portland. <laughs> this is just odd to me. But how's, that, be, how's that working for I you? Know, not good. But the, the point is that, um, oh, and also, I, saw, I heard something on ESPN Radio on the way home. Apparently, the Wizards are the only team in the NBA that have $400 million contracts on the floor. Wow. And how's that working for you? Wow. Washington's terrible. Barkley called them soft. Like on, on TNT. Well. Like the well, Sixers yeah. Well, I think the, he called the Bulls garbage, didn't you know, he? Well, that's he's only telling the truth. Well, I know. But still, I mean, so, in fact, if you, if you saw any part of the All-Star weekend, Barkley on the Bulls was priceless. And he was just both barrels. And really? Shaq kept trying to get him off. Yeah. Right. Like, you know. So, hey, how about those calves? Exactly. Right, but right. He, he was just like a dog with a bone, man. And, and he would not let up. By the way, a Twitter And I, oh, significant ahead, changes are coming, supposedly. Uh, allegedly. Who's this? Is Kaplan the source on that? or I think he was, right? <laughs> I think he legit was the source on that. Yeah, yeah he was. So. Yeah. Um, That's a shat. Yeah, I know. Um, one thing I saw. But he on, said on, when he heard crickets coming out of... Uh, out of the head office right. that he knew he was 100% correct. Right. Uh, so. On Twitter today, there was a picture of uh, Garpax at an Iowa State game again. Uh, do they have, like, do they own a restaurant there or something? Like, is, like do, they have, do they have a financial interest in uh, in, in Ames? Like, I don't understand. I have, well, I mean, Foreman must. I mean, that's how he knew uh, right. Tim Floyd. Yeah, exactly. And uh, did but, Hoiberg coach there too, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, the mayor. Right. <coughs> I don't understand it. I don't know. They're just horrible. They're bad. Nineteen thirty eight. Chris Dunn's still out. He's he like he was out for four weeks and then I said at the end of the four weeks, Oh, it's gonna be another four weeks. And then it came out this week again, like like, oh, it's gonna be another four weeks. <laughs> like just put him on IR, get it over with. Just get him out of here. Like whatever. Like the bull there's there's talk of um the Oklahoma City GM coming over to the Bulls apparently. I don't know how true or false. Interesting. That is, but yeah, the guy knows how to draft clearly. So I mean, he was given Durant. Durant kind of fell in his lap, but the other, you know, like Westbrook and Harden, he drafted those guys. So who knows, right? Oh boy. Who All right, knows? brother. Um, Tommy. Tommy just came in with this oh. hot. Off, you know, I guess hot off the press is Hi, an old man situation. Mm-hmm. Um. Hey, buddy. How you doing today? Is everything all right? Say hi to him for me. Life treating you okay? Yeah. Right. Joe says hi. Well, I, I, I'm glad you did that because he didn't have his headphones back. Oh, okay, okay. all right. This is this is what I'm what he's handing me. It says okay. um, up to fifty percent of the NBA tax luxury tax money may be given to non-tax paying teams. Okay. Note there is no requirement that any of the tax money be distributed to teams in this manner. Okay. So then, okay. it's optional. It's not mandatory. Correct. Like. Any MLB, tax money mandatory. not any tax money not distributed to teams will be used for league purposes. Ooh. In other words, at least fifty percent of the tax revenue will be used for league purposes each season. Now, if they were smart, league purposes would mean insurance for partners of players and their kids, because Correct. that is the greatest benefit I've ever heard ever. But yeah, you, you this, my you, girlfriend has four kids with me. She's covered by insurance, and so are all four kids. That's the way MLB is. If you play one game in the majors, it, you're, you, you have insurance for life. I mean, you got to pay for it, but I mean. Yeah, but is it just you? No, it's your family. Okay, yeah. but and then what does family consist of, though? Do you have to be married? Uh, that's a great question. I don't know. Okay, see, because in the NBA, you don't. Well, I mean, you know, Sean Kemp has like 10 kids, so I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, but we're like with seven different women. Right, yeah. yeah that's my point. <laughs> so, I bet, but in there, everybody's covered. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll be anyway. So, I mean, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm saying everybody's covered. And they weren't, he didn't marry, I don't know, five of them? Yeah, no, no. He, he, I don't think he married any of them. Like he might just, not they, have. They're all just baby mama, I think. Allegedly. I was really trying to stay away from that phrase, Joe. That's okay. Just saying. I didn't fucking ostrich. I'm not saying. Allegedly. Allegedly. Just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. 
Well, then it sounds like that it's not like in MLB. It's it, it definitely all of it gets redistributed. All of it yeah. gets distributed Correct. to the Goes down teams to like the that didn't the go over. And, right. Well, not it's the lower team. I think there's a. I think there's a minimum, like if you're under this minimum payroll or whatever, you get help or something. <coughs> Maybe it's attendance. It, it, there's a clause that you have to meet to get the money. But that money's distributed through those teams. So it's and it's managed. It doesn't go into some like like in the NBA. Or like half of it goes to league purposes and half of it goes to sharing. That's MLB, it's all goes to sharing. Which just furthers my point. That I that, that I think the Ricketts it, it's not about the money, it's about the sharing of the money. They don't like it. So that's their prerogative, it's their team. I mean they can run any way they want. But uh did I lose you? you there? No. Okay, you're there. Um, waiting for Tommy's. Calm down, buddy. Hey, take a breath. Take it's a all right. It's all right, Tom. It'll Calm be okay. Down. I'm just. Um, he he brought me in the MLBs. Oh, okay. So um, uh, it says the 2002 CBA set the threshold for the 2003 to 2006 season. It was updated for the 2007 to 2012 season, and the 2006 was updated again. The 2006 CBAs was updated again to get us to the threshold being for 2020, 208 million, 2021 is 210 million. Oof. And this goes back, dude, listen to this. In 2003, it was 117 million. <laughs> That's how much revenue has gone up. I mean, it's, it's based on yeah. a percentage of revenue. So I mean, <clears throat> so I'm not surprised. That it, Just as with the old system, teams would have to pay the percentage of every dollar by which their payroll exceeded the set threshold. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here, blah, blah, blah. And I should say that it's there, uh, while you're looking that up, there's, um, well, Tommy's looking it up. There's, um, escalators, right? So the f- more over the cap, the bigger uh-huh. the penalty is. Same in NBA. So like NBA, at some point, outrageous point, it gets to like $3.50 per dollar. So, I mean, it's very, very punitive in the NBA. So... Well, this is funny, too. It's a graduating scale. First-time right. offenders pay 20% of, on the dollar. Yep. Then second offenders are 30. Um, right. And a third or, four, uh, third or more offense goes up to 50. Correct. Right. Yeah. So you can go over one year, pay the 20, and then get under it, and you're fine. Then it resets. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. 100%. This is true. Um, speaking of Sports, as we're talking about. The old sports are here. Um, the old sports are something That's weird, kind of what we do. I know. Something weird happened in the NHL last night, Jay. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, there's this thing in the in, in NHL called the E-Bug. E-B-U-G. Any guess what that stands for, Jay? Mm-hmm. E-Bug? Uh, the E-Bug stands for E-bug. Emergency Backup Goalie. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, every home team... Pays a guy, pays a guy to be in the building in case either team needs an emergency backup goalie. So every team I should probably, you know, explain. You dress two goalies, correct? Dress two goalies, right? So you may have more than that on the roster, but you can only dress two goalies. You dress two goalies, Mm -hmm. twelve forwards, and six defensemen for a total of twenty in a game, right? So what happened last night is a starting goalie for uh, Carolina. They're playing in Toronto. Uh, about eight minutes into the game, gets trucked in the goal. So uh, he got hurt. So it's like, okay, so let's get let's get our backup goalie in the game, who's legit. And then what happens is if the primary goalie is officially out, done, not coming back, the e-bug jumps into his Superman suit, right? So the e-bug, right, the e-bug, the, the, uh, the equipment manager will make a jersey for him. He gets dressed, and he goes sits on the bench. Or he sits in the locker room or whatever. But he gets ready because once, once you're down to one goalie, then he springs into action. So in the second period of the game, uh, Peter Mrazek came out to play a puck and got absolutely waylaid by the opponent because they knew that he was the backup goalie, right? And I, that's my opinion is that they did it on purpose. So they truck him. He gets hurt. 
signal the put up the e-bug signal because then uh about 10 minutes later here comes the backup emergency backup goalie and his name is john Ayers. he's 42 he played junior hockey in canada but i don't think really got anything above that now let's let's paint another picture for you too because this is this is where the where the uh, important part comes in carolina is fighting for their playoff life right now um they're let me look at the conference standings here hold on so they're in the eight spot right now. So they're in the playoffs as of today. Right now they're in the playoffs. Uh, he goes out, and he gave up a goal early, but that's the last goal he gave up. Carolina wins the game, I believe, 6-3 was the final. And they just go nuts in the locker room for this guy. I mean, it, this is like the greatest moment of his life. It's kind of like the last time this happened was for the Hawks. If you remember, uh, an accountant played goal. <laughs> he was the e-bug for the day. And he played goal for the Hawks, and they won. So this was a huge two points for Carolina on their backup backup goalie, the e-bug. And that, this happens like, I don't know, like twice a year. Or, or excuse me, like once every two years, all the way around, flip it. So that was a cool little story, I thought. Absolutely. Yeah. And I thought we the had a problem Hawks had a guy. Game, but uh, we did not. Loaded fine. So. Oh, good. <coughs> yeah. The Hawks had a... A folk hero. Was it last season or the it season was two, before? It was two seasons where he before. played like four, and he and he played like four games in a row. No, he just played the one. Um, Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was okay. He was the, right. he's the e bug for the Hawks. Like he he's there in the United Center case either team needs him, so he's the e bug for the Hawks. Right. And but I mean, I remember him. T- I mean, he was on the radio and they're talking about you know he's in his khakis. Yeah. And then he had a you know right run down mm-hmm. and. Exactly. Suit yeah, up. And these guys, and, um, that's what he played there. really well. Yeah, he played. He played just fine. And like, like I said, Ayers played fine too. He just he gave up a goal early. I think just nerves, whatever. <clears throat> but he came back and took care of business, and they won. And he got um, the Hurricanes a huge two points, which is kind of funny because they're fighting the Maple Leafs. And the Maple Leafs are in the sixth spot, and they're in the eighth spot. So big, huge win for the Hurricanes on the road with an e bug. <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> And uh, I'm sure today they called up a goalie from uh, Charlotte is where their uh, their a- AHL team is at. So I'm sure there'll be another gotcha. goalie. In- Just like we would call one up from Rackford. That's right. Correct the moon do. But I thought it was a cool story last night because um, that's the only Absolutely. story really worth talking about because the Hawks are terrible. Oh. Now, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. They are above 500. Yeah. Like people think they're. And still, like Red Wings, I mean, bad, they're, but they're, they're not. Red they're, bad. They haven't been eliminated. Uh, no, they have not been eliminated. Um, right. The Hawks are twenty-seven, twenty-six, and eight, which is weird. Like you look at their sixty-two points. Like sixty-two points would be, and it's still not great. But they'd be in fifth mm-hmm. place in the Pacific. They would be in maybe sixth place in the Atlantic, and they would be in second to last in Metropolitan Division. Um. So they're, but they're, they're at the point just, now where they – Go ahead. They've got to get a point per game. I think they're done. No matter what happens. Yeah, they're done. Oh, you think they're done anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, okay. There's too many teams to hop right. over at this point. It's not so much yeah, where you're at in the standings right. this time of year. It's how many teams are between okay. you and where you need to be. Got it. And let me look at the conference standings for the uh, West. But I think they're they got to hop like five teams. Let's see. Yeah, they're 12th right now. So they have to hop one, two, three, four teams to get into the playoffs. They'd have to hop over Minnesota, Calgary, Nashville, and Winnipeg. And all those teams are way better than they are. So. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the West is stacked. The West is – I mean, there was a – Go ahead. No, I was just going to say there was a little <coughs> there with a, you know, one, five, six, seven in a row. Yeah, there was a, a brief shining moment of they got a shot at this thing. But then yeah. disaster struck. <laughs> and then reality. That's right. Um, so their last three, four, seven games, they are two and five. Actually, before that, they had an overtime loss, overtime loss. So make it two and seven. <sighs> like two and seven, dude. <laughs> that's not going to yeah. That's not good. It's not good. So there's talk no. of trades. <coughs> I think they're going to be sellers. The trade deadline's tomorrow at, uh, I think, two o'clock. Maybe early, maybe later. Okay, but um, there's talks. Names and if, and if if the the 
two names that I've heard are Brandon Saad. Oh, wow. Sorry. Not to be interrupted, but I just saw this amazing goal by Evgeny Malkin. Anyway, um, are Brandon Saad and, uh, believe it or not, and if this happens, Bowman should win GM of the year, Eric Gustafson. Because mm-hmm. that guy sucks. He's awful in every way. If you can get anything for that dude, you've won. You won the trade. That's it. Oh, man, that's sick. Uh, go out of your way. Get tapes. And uh, watch this goal from Evgeny Malkin from today's uh, hockey game. That was crazy. Anyway. Um, and there's also talk now, since Carolina has two goalies down, both Corey Crawford and Robin Lerner are um, free agents at the end of the season. See, that's what I heard. So if one of, if, if they want to deal one of those guys. I heard, I heard and, Crow. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It, distinctly possible. I, I I would get rid of as much money as you possibly can. <coughs> and that's Sod, and for sure Crow. Crow, I think, makes six million a year. So I mean, you, yeah, just dump. Just at this point, you're not going to win anything. Um, yeah. So just dump. Let me go to the NHL is a cool. Or, not many people kneeling before Sod lately. No, no, not so much. Um, so the Hawks. Um, there's this cool website for hockey called capfriendly.com, and it, it basically lists out everybody's salary and what the salary cap is and all that good stuff. It's really detailed. Um, so Saad is set to make $6 million this year and $6 million next year. Uh, Crawford is making $6 million this year. Leonard is making $5 million this year. The good news is – What about Mr. Gustafson? Mr. Gustafson is making one point mm-hmm. two, and he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. So this would have been okay. his last season. Goof chops. Anyway. So um, the good news is I don't expect Brent Seabrook to be back anytime soon. Like even next year would be a stretch because he had he's having two hip okay. surgeries and a shoulder surgery. Ooh. <coughs> While he's on long-term IR, his money comes off the books. It doesn't count towards your cap. Mm-hmm. Nice. Right. So that's $6.9 million that won't count towards your cap. Um, so, I mean, they, they've got some wiggle room here in the off season to make some moves. Um, cause you're going to lose, if you end up training side, that's 6 million more in your pocket. You've got 11 million from your goalies. You know what I mean? Like, so they're going to have some wiggle room and Seabrook's going to be dead. So they need another defenseman. I think that's what they're going to try and do is they're going to, you know what, this season, let's just get through it. Everybody get healthy. Um, let's clear out some cap space for next year and let's go. That's what I think. So, happen. what does that mean for, so for GM and coach? Then you're just riding. Yeah, yeah, riding with what you got. There's no point. yeah. There's really no point at this point. You're not going to make the playoffs at this point. You've you've sunk yourself into a hole. The last three weeks of hockey have sunk your team. Like that's it. Like three weeks ago, you had a chance. If you would if you would have won half the games that you've played at this point, I think they're buyers. I don't think they're sellers. But because okay. they went two and seven or whatever the hell they went, they they buried themselves. So now you just back the truck up and you just sell, sell, sell. Get them all out. So everything must go. That's right. That's right. Like trading places. Get back in there and sell, <laughs> sell. Seize all the Oh Mortimer. Oh Mortimer. So yeah. That's the Hawks talk for now. I think uh like I said, trade deadlines tomorrow. <coughs> oh, you know what else too? We uh how about the uh big fight last night, Jay? Did you hear about this? See this? Hear about this? Uh, I did not. Yeah. So a uh, big heavyweight I was up. doing homework, Joe. Nerd. Um, Nerd. Uh so there was a heavyweight title fight last night uh between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. Uh it was the fight of the year okay. so far. So Guy Fieri and Olivia Wilder? That's right. Um, okay. And Tyson Fury, victorious, knocking out. Uh, actually, I don't know if it was a TKO or a knockout. Knockout. Um, take a look. Uh, boy, that's just some guy ranting about his flight home. That's not what I want, dude. <laughs> I think you're supposed to have the thing. Anyway, but at any rate, uh, t- so Tyson Fury is your... Your, I believe, WBC, yes, WBC heavyweight champion. 
Okay. Now, where was this broadcast? Pay-per-view. Okay. Pay-per-view. Is that standard now? Yes. It's rare. I mean, I knew it was. would be on regular TV. Okay. Yeah. No, it's I mean, I knew like for names, even if it wasn't going to be the best talent, if somebody still had a name, they would show up, and that's you know what we got last time when it was a twenty second, yeah, finish. Yeah, exactly. No, this but, one, this one lasted longer. Okay. It was like a, I don't know, it was like sixth, seventh round, something like that. Um, but yeah, this was on. Uh, I don't even think it was on cable paper. I think it's on ESPN Plus pay per view. I could be wrong. Um, oh probably, wow! Probably okay. Am, but. Um, I know for sure it was on ESPN Plus pay per view. Um, you know, there's some countries in this world. The sweet that science don't job. have pay per view. Really? Me. Yeah. Mm-mm. Just on huh. whatever sports channel they're on. Yeah, imagine that. It was a TKO last night. Seventh round. Okay. TKO. There you go. So uh, I heard it did record business, is my understanding. Big money, big, big, big money, and there's nothing. Wow, I mean, there's no other really fight to that compared to it, other than like maybe if Conor McGregor gets back in the ring. There's talk of a McGregor um, Manny Pacquiao fight, which would be dumb, but yeah, right. I mean, come on, yeah, enough's enough. How much more do we have to trot out, people? Right, exactly. Enough's enough. Just stick to your UFC, Conor. I mean, the big money. Back in my day. Big, the big money was in, a smoker. That's right. The big money and we'd show up, probably. and guys that were Polish and you didn't know their their names. That's right. They would hate each other and then they'd fall down. That's right. And that was that was boxing. That, that was, was back. But you know, it was full as much sugar nut, full of full of cigar smoke. Shit. We could smoke in the arenas. Boxes just got emphysema. Nobody cared. They just beat the piss out of each other for enjoyment. Oh, oh, Ben! Billy. Oh, I know. Bless his heart. <coughs> bless his, bless Ben Billy's heart. Oh man, he's up there somewhere with a glass of scotch and oh, a big isn't cigar. He isn't he? Yeah, he and um, Gleason both. Any internet things, Jay? That uh, strike your fancy? Um, yeah, you know, I hate. I always like to bring the positive to the kids sure. from the internet. Sure. Um, this is one that's kind of a meh. Um. Hunters came out on Friday. Hmm. Um, not sure if you're aware. It's on the Amazons. Okay. It is a um, series that was taken from a graphic novel. Okay. Um, basically, it's it's set in 1977 New York, and it is a ragtag team of Nazi hunters. Oh boy! Joe, I'm because down for that. Uh, this was. Nazis that infiltrated um, society after World War II. One of them is in the Carter administration, oh uh, and so they're they're tracking all these people down and uh, killing them as they go. And uh, it it's an Al Pacino vehicle, Whoa. believe it or not. He mm. plays uh, the um, Bruce Wayne type or Professor X type. Gotcha. If you're Marvel, he okay. has the money and. Uh, he runs runs the team. Um, I wanted to like it more. Okay, I love the comic book aspect of it. Right. Every once in a while, there'll be a little vignette that's very Tarantino, very Kevin Smith, gotcha. very Spike Lee, mm-hmm. where within you know in the situation they do a little you know side. Right. You know, like they introduced all the characters, or they you know did a thing where it was like a uh, NBC. Uh, one to grow on, gotcha. little like blurb thing. Gotcha. Yeah, so I mean that stuff is brilliant, but I mean it's it's dark, it's violent. Good. It's I mean it's me like, I me mean what me hears. honestly, I know. But again, my hang up is Pacino chewing the scenery. Yeah, I mean, and this affected Jewish accent that he has is like so over the top no. that you're like, okay. Al's acting again. It's like, you know, when he was in Dick Tracy. Yes. And you're like, dude, you know, you were such a great actor. Just come in and be yourself, and it'll be awesome. Correct. But But, but but same thing from the Irishman. But he could have been told. Yeah, I guess that's true, too. Yeah. 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 
So anyway, um, again, great premise. Loved it. Um, the story's good enough that I'll continue watching it all the way through because my wife likes it. Sure. Um, which is really a uh, a big. I mean, we we have we have series that at the end of it she'll go, yeah, this is all you, or I'll go, this is all you. Right. So the ones that we can like hang in for together, you know, are kind of special. Um, and that being said, mm-hmm. I'll go back to um, a Harlan Coben vehicle on Netflix called The Five. That was one we uh, binged our way through in like two or three nights, I gotcha. think. Um, based in Britain, um, kid gets uh, goes missing at the age of six, uh, and 20 years later, his DNA is found at a crime scene. Uh-oh. And he's not, he's not the person that's murdered. Uh-oh. That's all I'm going to tell you about it. But that's, that's the premise, and it's, it's good. Oh, boy. Good. So um, I just uh, burned a lot of oxygen there. Go. There you go. Uh, mine, mine is, uh, of course, as I want to do, uh, wrestling-related. Um, I've been going back and watching. Um, there's a web episode, which uh, All Elite Wrestling, which is on TNT Wednesday nights. Um, basically, this is how they built that whole uh, company, was on a web-based, uh, YouTube-based show called Being the Elite. And it, it's the Young Bucks, it's Matt and Nick Jackson, Kenny Omega, um, Cody Rhodes is in it, Adam Page is in it, um, for a while Jericho was in it. Um, mm. but it's like, it, I'm going back kind of rabbit holing old things. Like, oh yeah. I remember when they did that. Or, oh yeah. I remember when this happened or whatever. It's pretty cool. Um, cause I'm getting, uh, the reason why I'm kind of doing it <coughs> is next Saturday night, Jay, big pay-per-view, AEW pay-per-view, uh, live from the, Win, live from the wind trust arena in the South loop of Chicago. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Will you be, uh, uh Tuning in. I, I have to figure out what I want to do. I definitely want to see it. If I can okay. find a cheap ticket online, I might go. Maybe. Oh. Because um, uh, I've been to a wrestling show in forever. It'd be cool to go. Um, but it's going to be a pretty... And hey, help yeah. me out. Is this what they call uh, Old Rosemont now? No. The Wintrust Arena is the new arena in the South Loop built for the DePaul Blue Demons. It's where they play oh, you just, you just said that. Yeah. No, that's all right. Uh, it's I'm where it's big fan of the show. It's it's right by McCormick Place, so it's literally across the street from McCormick Place West, the newer McCormick Place. Okay, not the cool old one by the lake, the other one on the other side of Lakeshore Drive. Um, Got it. Yeah, and the reason why it's here is because um, next weekend is C two E two. It's the big uh, comic pop culture yes. convention at McCormick Place West. So okay, they they were tied into that. Last year, like they all and those guys will hang around and right. do pictures yeah, like and Friday, sign like Friday, stuff. Yeah, Friday there's a uh, a meet and greet and they have a booth there. Like AEW has a booth. Um, there's gonna be a few other wrestlers there from WWE. Um, yeah, so they're gonna be at the at the old Wind Trust Saturday night. Nice. Um, I guess I was thinking Allstate because the only time I've seen, well, one of the times I've seen live wrestling was at Allstate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I've been. Up in the rafters. All state UIC Pavilion I've been to for wrestling. Uh, those are really the only two venues. Um, the main event is going to be Chris Jericho, your AEW champion, um, against the former Dean Ambrose, now called John Moxley. Oh, yeah. That's okay. The main event at uh, the old Dean Rebels. Ambrose of Shield fame. Correct. Yeah, you know uh, when I saw WWE here in Bloomington. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could have touched Shield as they walked oh, by. I didn't want to because they were real oily, yes. real sheeny, real wet, real very wet. Yeah, yeah. not moist. Wet. But I could have. They were wet. Um, and I should say that. Uh, and Seamus really white. Yes, at that point, I, I got a great Seamus story, of course, because that's how I'll I, take how I it. Stories. My wife and I uh, were flying out to Los. Broke Vegas. kicked each other. Yes, of course. I can't lift my okay. leg that high. Um. So um, we're at O'Hare. We're flying out for my nephew's 21st birthday party, shindig soiree, if you will. And I'm at the airport, and I see this guy walking, and it took me, took me two seconds to figure out it was Seamus because there was a pay-per-view at the Allstate that night. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's Seamus. Like pale, pasty. Oh. Yeah, very pasty. 
But I think that's part of the I gimmick. Mean, I mean, that's his, part of his gimmick. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, it's, it's He's not the tan guy. <laughs> is he still active? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is he really? He had to sit out for a while. Is Hornswoggle still in the picture? Uh, no. Yeah, oh, see. There's rumors of a WrestleMania, that's a gimmick that... WrestleMania appearance by Hornswoggle. But, but oh. that's in April. That's come up uh, the beginning of April will be WrestleMania. So, and this may be the last WrestleMania that's on the network for the cost of the network. Uh, Vince McMahon is very um, fond of the ESPN Plus UFC relationship where they show um, the preliminary fights on ESPN Plus and then you have to pay for the main event. Like the. Ah. Uh. Right. So, what he might do is uh, charge $9.99, whatever, a month, whatever it is. It's, it's $9.99. And then um, charge extra to watch WrestleMania. Which I'm not going to do. I'm not doing uh, I that. see. No, I'm not. Doing I see. That. I see what he's doing there. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's trying to get his cake no. and eat it too. So, well, you know when I you <coughs> trumpeted Mr. McMahon's uh, move before because he did not do that right. because it was all included Correct. in that monthly. I Which mean, I'm this is for. this goes back to our first discussions with Marquis. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm down. I'm down for. It. I'll pay my nine ninety nine a month to have access to the network. You got me. I'm in. Right. Like I'm already, I'm and everything it entails. But then right. um, an in-app purchase, you're not such a fan of. No, I'm not. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, you got my, you got my uh, what is it, nine, ten, $120 a year. And to get Fox to carry the XFL. Right. He gave them SmackDown, right? I mean, he like literally gave it to them. I think it, I don't think, no, he didn't give it to them. They paid for it. But I think well, he, they might have gotten a discount. Say, hey, okay. you know, this is worth $5 billion, but I'll take one if you'll take the XFL or something like that. Yeah. I'm sure he did some deal like that. But I think he got like $1 or $2 billion from Fox for SmackDown. Okay. Like I'm 90% sure. I mean, it, it was it was significantly <coughs> less than what he could have gotten. Correct. But yeah. it was with the caveat. Right. Right. You've got to promote this. You've got to show this. You can, pay, gotta... you can pay this or pay this and take the XFL. And they chose to. Now, because they need content, you know, February sports is bleh. So, hey, we need content like anyone. Tell me about it. Um, so, no, um, what's it going to take for the XFL to stick? I mean, do they do they have to have everything ironed out before the end? Um, Are they, you know, here's here's my somebody, my buddy asked me this. My buddy Sean um, texted me. He's like, "What do you think about the XFL?" I'm like, "Well, like I've watched a few games. Um, I may watch a game today." Perhaps um, it's not bad necessarily. The problem is the quarterback play is just awful. I mean, imagine watching. I was just going to say Mitch, that bad Mitch every game. I mean, that's what right. it's like. No, and in the in the snippets that I've heard on the sports yakkers have been that the quarterback from Houston mm-hmm. and like Cardell Jones are the only. Yeah, Landry Landry Jones and Cardell Jones are the only two good quarterbacks. And they're not any great shakes. I'll tell you this, though, for free. Cardell Jones. Cardell Jones. The only legit option. Can throw a very nice deep ball. I will say that. He still can throw yeah. the deep ball. Like his, It looks like Randall Cunningham. You know how pretty that was? Like just perfect spiral. Okay. Like yeah. It's that level right in the basket. of deep. But the guy cannot. He can't. He, he's not a quarterback. He's a thrower. He's not a quarterback. He can throw it. But he, he's not. Yeah. Like dump passes and screens and ins and outs that he has a little problem with. But you tell the receiver just run downfield well, and like, I'll throw it to you. Oh, he can do that. <laughs> Believe you yeah. me. He can still do that. Yeah. And then, you know, you have coaches like Mark fucking Trestman in the league. So I mean like it's it's their first season, to be fair. To be fair. <clears throat> the the quality of play is in my opinion is just fine. Like I don't know what people expected. Do you know what I mean? Fine. If your expectations are low, it's fine. it's fine. If your expectations are NFL, you're you're not going to get that. It's faster. It's right. A, it's faster than college football. Like the speed of the game is faster, so it's mm-hmm. it, it is more palatable for me to watch than college football. Like the timing rules and everything. Like the the game, the pace of play is you know the big thing in baseball, right? Not length of game, but pace of play. The pace of play in the XFL is okay. quick, so it's fun to watch. So it's more like arena or indoor. Um. I think it's better than that. I think it's okay. better than a real league. Yeah. I just think it's just, it's like 4A baseball. 
Right. Right. No, I got you. But I mean, as far as the speed goes and that, you know, the, yes, the fact I, that they want some scoring that, yeah, is that, what I was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the scoring isn't there though. Like these guys right. they can't finish. They're like the bears. They can't finish. They can get downfield to like the 30 and then they can't finish because the quarterback. Right. And then and there's no field goals, goals, right? Uh, there are no, I, uh, no, there's field goals. I think there is, but you can go for one, two or there's three no extra points. points. Right, there's no kicking of extra yeah. points. It's either a one point from yeah. the two, a two point from the That's five, I mean. or a three point from the ten, I believe, or something like that. Yeah, it's some crazy, and, the, and they have weird overtime rules, which I don't think there's been an overtime game yet. So, but so it's going to take it's going to take good quarterback play to make this get this thing off the ground. Yeah, it's going to take completed passes. Yeah, because yes. it's yeah. it sounds like it's all Johnny Checkdown it or is a la it's, it's the Bears, Mark Trestman's dream. If yeah. that makes any sense to you whatsoever. If you've watched Mark Trustman Bears, he was made mm-hmm. for this league so far. <laughs> Johnny Check Johnny Checkdown's a great way to put it. Yes, it's Johnny Check. Well that was that was Gary Croton too though, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They had they had the same. I mean like that little block. two yard slant. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Bubble screen, two yard slant. Yes. Yeah. This is your league. So no oh, but the kid the kid from um from Houston that I was talking about actually is that who it is? Andrew Jones plays for Dallas. I think that might be. Yeah. Oh wait, no, 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 you're right. Um, I'm I'm trying to think, but I remember watching him in preseason for the Colts, yeah. and he was garbage. I mean, he was worse than Mitch. Yeah. Yeah, and then right. now he's out there. He's running around. He threw right. three touchdowns. He ran for one. Right. The uh, quarterback I mean, for your Houston PJ Walker. That's Walker. Yeah, PJ Walker ah. plays for Houston. Landry Jones plays for Dallas. He plays for Bob Stoops. Got it. I believe. Uh, and why who, is Bob Stoops? On, why would you do that? Do you know who's on the? Uh, well, I guess scrolling through money. the Houston roster, you know who's on this roster. One Connor Cook. Remember him? Bears drafted him. I do leg. not remember. Yeah, yeah, the guy from Michigan State. The Bears drafted him. Was he a was he a fullback or a tight end? He was a quarterback. Oh, then I obviously do not remember yeah, him. Yeah, Connor Cook, he bro- I think he broke his leg in a preseason game. But he's not even in our system for the NFL that shows how little he played. I think he literally broke his leg in a uh in a preseason game. There's only some interconnected network. Oh my god. I you know you know that the coach is screaming I know. at his radio right now. Calm how down, can you guys not know him? Calm down. Jeez, Louise, he was picked in the fourth. He was round in the Big Ten. So what? <laughs> like, and? Oh, actually, he was drafted by Last the Raiders. Last year? He was drafted by the Raiders, not the Bears. The Raiders. He was a Raider. Yeah. He was the third but he was, on a, he was never on a Bears roster? No, he was not. No. Oh, I'm, well I'm then, see, I'm else. off the hook. Yeah, I'm thinking of somebody else. There you go. Who am I thinking of? See, I keep my Will Fuhrers and my... That's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. No, Connor Cook was a raid. My Henry Burrises. I keep those a, close to my chest. He was third string behind Derek Carr and Matt McGloin. Who got benched in the XFL for ripping on his coaches on the sidelines? <coughs> nice. Yeah, because one thing about the XFL because everything's like, mic'd up. Yes. Yeah, they have reporters on the bench, so like when these guys come off the field, it's reporter time. And McGloin, well, and apparently, and I haven't heard this yet, but Kevin it, McBride, who's his head coach, and that was that. Well, apparently, you know, there's coaches dropping f bombs oh, and yeah. all kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah, they gotta get that on delay. I mean, are, they bleep that out, right? I mean, yeah, they gotta have it on delay. It's imagine. on delay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, but that's. I uh, imagine. I'm sure they get a stern talking to. But I recommend watching it. I mean, you, you should. If you're a football fan, you should watch it. You'll you'll understand what I'm talking about. Like it's it's. I really need to. It's faster than college. It's a little bit, in my opinion, it's a little bit better than college because it's a little bit faster. But the quarterback play just isn't. That's what's going to carry this league. They need quarterbacks. So, uh, clock and wall, Jason. Oh, um, looking at my Gucci. It's about that time. It's about that time. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode. It's that podcast episode ninety nine A. Wink, wink. Uh, we are on the Facebooks. Facebook.com slash it's that pod. We're on Twitter. I am at triple Indies. Jason is at J the letter. The letter. Sleet Shirley. Uh, you can email us, joe at itsthatpodcast.com or jason at itsthatpodcast.com. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and now Alexa, just by saying, hey, Alexa, play It's, uh, it's That Podcast through the playing app. Rate, review, and subscribe. Don't cost you nothing. Click, click, click. Just like beer and Animal House. Don't cost you nothing. Oh, quick note, Jay. 
before we end. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there's going to be two John Blutarski Funko Pops. Just let you know. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Two Bluto Funko yeah, Pops? One, one in the uh, One in the toga, obviously. One in the toga, and then one in the sweatshirt that says college on the front of it. College. That's right. So we want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of It's That Pockets with Packers.